Hi, and welcome to Becoming Less, an Edmontonian journey to less waste, less impact, less consumption, and less clutter. Becoming Less is brought to you by Waste Free Edmonton, and together we are dedicated to waste reduction here in Edmonton, Alberta. I'm Biz, and today I'm chatting with a sewing machine technician who focuses on refurbishing old sewing machines and saving them from going to landfill. Hi, Paul. Thanks so much for joining me. How are you doing? I'm doing well, Biz. And yourself? I'm doing pretty good. Enjoying this soggy, soggy day. Awesome. Um, Can you start off by talking a little bit about what it is you do? Yeah. Um, Well, I'm retired and I have a hobby business called PDH Sewing. And I repair sewing equipment, primarily older vintage machines. And I also uh, pick up older machines and restore them and get them back into the market for people who can afford uh, newer machines. So yeah, so we uh, save them from going to landfill and uh, get them going. And the ones that I can't, can't repair, I use for parts in most cases. How many machines do you figure that you saved from the well, landfill? Last year, I don't have a tally for this year, uh, but last year in 2019, I have processed 673 machines. Now, a lot of those were repairs, uh, but there would have probably been about 200 to 300 machines that I saved from from going into landfill. Where do you get your machines from? I get them all over the place. Of course, last year we had garage sales, so I would pick them up at garage sales or estate sales. Uh, People drop them off. Uh, sometimes when I don't want them to, but they do. <laughs> you just um, show up and there is another machine at your door? Or? Yeah, yeah. Well, I get a call and it's like I'm dropping off six machines that I found in somebody's basement. Oh, geez. Uh, but uh, yeah, that doesn't happen as often. I, and I get them at uh, thrift stores as well. Nice. And uh Yeah. So you said you do mostly older machines. What what would be the advantage of a used machine versus a new one? Well, uh, depending on the make and model of machines, some of the, well, most of the older machines are are in, are, are able to sew a lot more uh, efficiently than uh, some of the newer ones. Like, uh, for instance, if you bought a machine for $140 at a box store, um, which is primarily all plastic, and it, the lifespan is probably maybe two years, depending on how much you use it. And then it's not repairable, and it goes into landfill. Uh, where the older machines are basically all metal inside, and parts are readily available for the most part. And they can be restored, and they can work for another 50, 60 years. So I primarily service machines that are in the 50s 60s and then after the 80s that's when the manufacturers started to go cheap on plastic parts now it doesn't say that new machines aren't good uh, but new machines good quality new machines are quite costly and out of a lot of people's budgets so you said that the new machines are mostly plastic are we just talking about the outside or is the inside turning plastic as well Good, good question. Uh, well, similar to cars, uh, a lot of your car is plastic uh, inside and out. 
It's the same with sewing machines. It was, uh, it's to make them lighter and more portable. Unfortunately, there's a trade-off with durability, especially if you're sewing heavy, heavy fabric, like uh, 16 ounce denim or uh, upholstery type of fabric. The, the newer machines, um, and when I'm talking about newer, I'm talking on a lower end machines, those machines that are $500 new and less. Uh, the durability is just not there. Would you venture a guess as to what draws people to a new machine automatically rather than looking for an older one? Well, I think in our, our age of, of computers, uh, one touch button uh, buttonhole is, a, is an advantage uh, to a lot of people. Uh, they don't realize that just if you just had a machine that sewed zigzag, you could do a buttonhole. But, uh, you know, it's our computer age where it's just easy, one-touch uh, screen, and then you, know, you can go from um, a straight stitch to a decorative stitch in a matter of a split second. Uh, so I think that's an attraction to especially younger younger age uh, sewers because they're, they're accustomed to handling, uh, you know, computerized machines more than, say, uh, older clientele right so features and convenience right right and, and then they're lighter and they look better and and uh, hey now some know. of those old machines are beautiful <laughs> yeah that's true that's true especially the ones that were made in the late uh, in the 50s the 1950s uh, they're referred to in our business as uh, japanese clone machines Okay. Some of those, those machines were overbuilt post World War II, and they were subsidized uh, a lot by the U.S. government and and companies like Singer and White subsidized these companies to to do their production, and they uh, they just overbuilt them. And those machines are tanks; they will uh, they will work forever. Yeah, I know I have a few machines, but I have everything from a hundred year old machine to a four thousand dollar giant bernina that can do basically mm. anything and right. you know what i actually prefer my my faf 1222 which is what 70 years old-ish do you want to get rid of it i would love to have that machine you back. can't have it it's mine <laughs> <laughs> i i sold i sold a couple of them over the last year and it's like mm, i should have kept them <laughs> yeah those they're great machines they We're have just enough content. features to be... Yeah. Yeah. You could, you could sew a lot of face masks with those. <laughs> oh, man. I'm I'm done with the face mask making. Ah. <laughs> I'm so done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I understand that you partnered up with Boomerang Bags. Can you tell talk about how you helped them with their reusable bag movement? Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a quite an interesting initiative. Uh, Boomerang Bags was started, uh, I believe, in Australia, there by the name. But um, mm -hmm. uh, so basically, it's uh, all volunteer, uh, donated fabric, thread supplies, and people uh, will get together every so often and they sew up uh, shopping bags. And the, the bags then are put on a tree in different locations throughout the city. And if you forget your your shopping bag at home, 
there's no cost. You just pick up a bag off the tree, do your grocery shopping, take it home, wash it, and bring it back is the idea. I'm not sure how many actually come back, but the, the idea is to save plastic from going to landfill. So a couple of years ago, um, the lady that is running um, boomerang bags was looking for a sewing machine and uh, somehow got my name and we partnered up. And uh, at the events, I take uh, anywhere from four to 12 machines at a time, depending on the size of the event. For people who may come uh, and they don't know how to sew or they don't have a machine, and then I uh, allow them to use that to sew up their own bags and sew up maybe two or three more uh, for for the uh, the organization, and uh, and it works great. And so and I've donated machines to people that have come there. I've sold machines to people who have come there, and uh, it's been a great exercise and just just a wonderful initiative. I've been to some of these events. I know like some of the people who come and they've never sewn before and like just their eyes light up and this whole new world is open to them. Right. And we spend a lot of time just helping them, right? Yeah. To, to sew. But uh, but it's all, all worthwhile and it's great to see because it's definitely a cross-section of ages uh, from six years old up to, you know, whatever, <laughs> 80 years old. And it doesn't matter. It's not, uh, you know, male, female, doesn't matter. It's it's all good. And those boomerang bag socials, are, are they're so much fun. <laughs> they're absolutely great, yeah. So is there anything else you do in your day-to-day life that helps to reduce waste? Oh, yeah, I'm an avid recycler. Um, I've been doing that for years. I don't have a garden now, but I used to compost a lot of my waste. Uh, when I lived in Kelowna, I had, I think, four four or five compost bins. Wow. And, uh, yeah, and it's, a, it's amazing what you can actually save from going to landfill. If you, if you put some effort to it, yeah, it's, it's just amazing. The, the issue, I think, here in the city, and I live in a multi-residential uh, complex, and they have big bins. And they're really, and I think it's one area that maybe in the future they can look at. As a homeowner, you you can recycle a lot, and there's programs there. But in the in the multi residential, it's not it's it's not focused on as much. So people will throw a lot of stuff away in those bins. And I guess if you if you if you give room, you know things are going to go into the trash. And even though they have recycling bins, there's a lot of stuff that goes into the garbage bins that, that probably could be recycled. Yeah, I think that's also a matter of convenience. Just whatever the easiest thing is, people will do. Yeah, it was you know, it's, it just get it out of get of my out of my sight and let somebody else deal with it, right? Mm-hmm. That's what happens. So, what advice would you give somebody who wants to get into sewing? Well, number one. Uh, you don't need a machine that sells 400 and, uh, 480 different stitch patterns. <laughs> because you know, basically, uh, that's not the way to start. That would be like going into a uh, uh, Ferrari or a, 
a Lamborghini when you're first driving. You need to have, you need to get the basics of sewing down. And a lot of people, when they start out sewing, uh, they feel that the machine can do everything that they want it to do. Machines are specific. There are certain machines that can sew a lighter fabric. There's certain machines that can sew heavy fabric. Uh, but basically, all you need to start is a very basic machine that sews a straight stitch and a zigzag, and even just a straight stitch. And learn the basics of thread, material, needles, and what you are actually asking the machine to do. And once you learn those those fundamentals, then you can move up to a, a higher end machine. But uh, and and for somebody who has never sewn in their life, take a sewing course. I have a lot of people ask me how to use their machine. I don't sew. I can't sew a straight line if my life depended on it. <laughs> uh, that would be like asking your mechanic to teach you how to drive your car. So there is another component to sewing machines, and that is you need to learn how to operate the machine properly. Mm -hmm. I bet you so, see a lot of similar mistakes over and over again. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, I've had people that have sewn for 25 years and they bring the machine to me and the needle's in backwards. Or the needle hasn't been changed in 10 years. It's things like that. You know, the, you need to know the basics of how to actually operate the machine that you have. So where can people go to find your machines or to get their old beast serviced? Right. So my, my business is called PDH Sewing. And... Uh, I, you can find me on Facebook or on my website at PDH Sewing Machines. I don't sell machines off my website. I typically sell machines either on uh, Facebook or or just by word of mouth. That's where most of my sales are are done. Okay, great. And, yeah. So, and they would need to. I'm currently booking about uh, a week to ten days in advance. Okay. So a heads up, you know, just so people know that. You bet. Mm. Well, thank you so mm. much for taking the time to talk with me today. I really appreciate mm. the work you do to keep these machines running. Not a problem. It's a pleasure, Biz. Keep up the good work and we'll chat with you soon. Thanks, Paul. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. If you are a sewist, we would love to hear about your antique sewing machine, your most recent clothing repair, or quilting project. You can find all the ways to contact us on becominglesspod.podbean.com, where you can also listen to other episodes, subscribe, or even donate to support Waste Free Edmonton. Thank you all so much for listening. Every day, we can be a little less than we were yesterday. Bye-bye.